0: hello and welcome to another episode of my podcast i am your host shada bakhtar rabbani and today i am joined by kenyan sporting legend asif Karim. how are you doing sir welcome to the podcast thank you very much it's uh, nice to hear so is joining all the way from nairobi so uh just Uh, to let the listeners know how how are things in kenya the situation is
1: calm right now of course we have about 200 cases uh, so far and uh, four oh. deaths but of course there are anxious times and uh, unset- unprecedented times right. uh, uh, that the globe is going
0: through and just we pray that we can right sir absolutely we all pray that uh, so sir in today's show we'll be talking about your cricketing career more about your family I mean we all know about the documentary we all know about your family and the work you have done for Kenyan Kenya sports and uh, so let's start with cricket sir uh you have played in three world cups uh, starting from 1996 then 99 and leading the side uh, kenyan side in 99 world cup and then 2003 so uh, talking about the 96 world cup tell us more about the lead up to the tournament and how how was the feeling when you came to know you had qualified sure the, uh, the first world cup that kenya participated
1: was in yeah, 1996 yeah 96. Which was held yes, in sir. india pakistan yeah. and sri lanka and to get to that, uh, Kenya team had to play the qualifying rounds. You know, there's a tournament played every four years by the associate right. countries. Uh, uh, and uh, the 1994 tournament was being held in Nairobi, Kenya, where 20 countries participated. And for the first time, uh, three uh, nations uh, the th- three countries could qualify for the World Cup. So the winner, the runner up and the uh, third right. position. Would qualify for right. the World Cup. So being at home and we had a, a good, uh, experienced team and some youthful cricketers right. coming through. Uh, and being at home, we were one of the favourites, uh, not only to qualify but also to win right. the tournament. Um, so we had a very good tournament. We were unbeaten throughout until we lost to UAE okay. in the finals. But qualifying for the finals uh,
0: guaranteed. Uh, right. made
1: us qualify for absolutely guaranteed a position for the 96 world cup and that's how we got to the world cup
0: so how was the feeling as a cricketer as a international cricketer that you're playing at the biggest stage how how did you all like how was the atmosphere reaching india and how how was it how was the reception when you came to india
1: you know first of all to qualify for the world cup was a huge humongous uh, uh, thing because as a young nation as a young cricketing country who has only played uh, at a very lower level to have qualified and now you're thinking of you know being at the world stage. just as i m- mentioned that qualifying for the world cup was an ultimate for an amateur cricketer for a cricketing that that played at a very young level and people whom we had seen on the screen or right. the magazines you know it was a huge wow feeling for the entire uh, country at right. that time and so there was a lot of preparation for the tournament we had a, a very exciting tour to right. Bangladesh, you know, where we first time experienced playing under uh, I mean, crowd of 40,000 which we had never right. done before, and that was a tough tour. Then we went to South Africa uh, for uh, for another challenging but a very productive right. tour before we came for the World Cup. So there was a huge excitement as we were traveling right. to India, uh, and uh, and we were expecting obviously a very very good reception but i think the reception was even beyond what we even right. expected uh, i mean the love right. for cricket in india is is absolutely. unbelievable it's absolutely unimaginable. Uh, and you have to experience it to understand uh, what i'm talking about and i always said in many of right. my interviews that if you are a cricketer whether an amateur right. or a professional if you have not on a cricket tour yeah. to india you have really not played right <laughs> So it's it's right,
0: intimate. right. And so, uh, so playing in your first World Cup and then defeating the mighty West Indies, how was that? That two by seventy three runs. And skittling them out for ni- just ninety-three runs after scoring one sixty-six. So I was watching one of your other interviews, and you were talking about it. So tell tell me about that as well, so my listeners can know from it. Kenya, probably Minos and the mighty West Indies with the likes of Brian Lara, Richie Richardson, Courtney Walsh. How was that? Sure, of course. I mean,
1: it, it became
0: like uh, what they said, David was right.
1: Goliah. I mean, when we we had just played against Zimbabwe on, a, on the first day, right. it was rained off. where We were in a very strong position to, to do well in that match against him. But then it rained and then so we played the next day. So the number of days was quite limited to reach
0: from yeah. Patna
1: to Pune because I mean, it was in Pune. So from Patna, we had to go to Delhi, okay. then take a, a flight to, to Mumbai and then uh, drive to Pune. Uh, right. down to Pune. So we got on the eve of that evening of yeah. the match, and obviously we had not even seen the ground because normally you get one or two right. days before where you practice and you see the conditions and all that. But in this case, we reached there in the evening. We just had a brief right. team meeting, uh, and and in the back of our mind, it was just going to be a a novelty day the next day to play these big guys whom whom the world was right. looking up to. You know, these are the big right. names who dominated world cricket in the right. 70s and 80s. Um, so we said, great, tomorrow is going to be a novelty day. We're going to play against right. these guys. Of course, try to do our best and, and leave a, uh, in yeah. a good way. And even if we had to lose, we must lose honorably. That was the minimum target we had for all right. of the matches at uh, the World Cup. So we go there in the morning, and uh, as we are warming up and we're watching them come in and they're warming up. So we were, I mean, I see most of our players were watching them yeah. warm up <laughs> uh, instead of us concentrating our own right. warm up because you know, these are legends that Absolutely. we're looking through. And uh, as I said in, in many times, that their body language didn't look good to Okay. Me, you know, on, on hindsight, at that time, you know, because something didn't look right. But anyway, that was not important. Uh,
0: so we carried on with our, our. Big- yeah. So did the victory change the course of Kenyan cricket because this was so massive? Uh, how do you look at that? The first
1: surprise in the morning was at the toss of the coin when uh, Richie Richardson wins the toss Yeah And elects to field and Okay that in itself was a big surprise because we had anticipated them to bat and get good batting practice because they were playing a young, inexperienced team And right. of course for the World Cup you want all your players to get enough batting practice as they're progressing into the tournament so that ends you're playing the bigger boys you know the right. whole team is is geared up and ready to to play well so anyway right. we're going to bat and and as like any all of our matches in the team meetings uh we had uh, ingrained in our batsmen that irrespective of the situation we must yeah. make sure that we finish 50 overs to bat right
0: uh, and right. not
1: let any hours be wasted so if you do bat for 50 hours, you know you bound to get a minimum of 180 200 runs irrespective right. of the bowling strength so right. uh, in, in this case of course the bowling was tight so we we i think we got about 166 166 like yeah. yeah yeah but we yeah. we managed to to bet uh just three balls short of 50 overs right uh, and so we're going to lunch break uh obviously uh, everybody's just in a relaxed mode that we had a in those days, a reasonable score against these mighty West Indies. So now right. the idea was to, you know, be competitive and get a couple of two-three wickets, or right. so that so that we are not totally outplayed. And uh, so the discussion among the players was like, I know how many overs these guys should should try and finish the match in. So you know, people came with 30 overs, 35, 38, right. 42, you know, all that kind of a thing. So, fine, anyway, yeah. we said let's you know, give it our best shot, play a good game and after the match we can um, go back to the hotel and maybe spend the rest of the evening in Pune because we had not even seen the city, we had just come the day before. And the following right. day, I think we were leaving to go to uh, Colombo because we were playing Sri Lanka uh, in our last okay. match. Right. So, we go on to the field and uh, Rajavali starts the bowling and... Uh, I think in the third or fourth over Fifth over He gets Rich Richardson now that, That's yeah. another big wicket Immediately So You know We felt good about it So we're saying now We're going to You know uh, Try and get a few more wickets Before the, the match ends And, and right. uh, As the game progressed uh, We got a couple of yeah. Quick wickets And then came The legendary Brian Lara On the wicket uh, Yeah He starts off with a majestic cover drive Four and right. he said like, "Wow, you know, this guy's here to, you know, finish the job quick." Fine. Right. So and then Rajab uh, bowled him a, a couple where he was a little uh, shaken up, uh, and so okay. fine. So we just go through it, and then I think in the next over, um, yeah, Rajab got him caught behind.
0: Caught behind.
1: Yeah. And that right. gave the sense of belief to the entire team that this is a door open for us to. Create something magic here. Uh, And of course, nobody talked about it there, but the sense of belief within each player there on the ground, you could feel that uh, we were all targeting to see if we can uh, create an upset here. Uh, And then the pressure was uh, put by all the ballers. The fielding was superb. The spinners did a great job. As we said, the rest was history where we created one
0: of the uh, is regarded as one of the biggest upsets in sporting history. upset absolutely sir so so which is the most memorable ground for you in india after having defeated india at Gwalior and west indies in Pune, or any other ground could you tell us more about that and then we'll go on to the next world cup brought kenyan
1: cricket to the world map that victory first uh doing well in the associate trophy secondly qualifying right. for the world cup third right. is to even against the match against india and australia previous uh, rounds were quite competitive yeah. i think kenyans did well if you look at the, the scores and the matches we right. were not totally outplayed i think we were competitive and then to come and beat west indies i mean that right. was the, the ultimate so all of a sudden we became uh, global heroes or global news Many of the media houses around the world captured this story and was being right. shown uh, for quite a bit of time.
0: Absolutely. And so when we got
1: back, uh, you know, the administration also I feel did a wonderful job because they tried uh, to network and uh, brought in a four-nation tournament a few months later, they lobbied right. with the ICC and we got our one-day international status with Bangladesh. Uh, and right. then of course, India always supported Kenyan cricket. And the late Jag Mondalmia was very much for supporting uh, the younger nations. So he organized uh, a big tournament in, for our level, a tri nation between India,
0: Bangladesh, Bangladesh and Kenya, Kenya
1: in ninety
0: eight. Right. And, and Kenya went on to beat India, in India as well.
1: In yeah. But we were not concerned too much about the weather. We were very keen, I think, and I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of Bangladesh, that we were keen to get the opportunity to play at the highest level as often as possible. So we right. made the most of it. We had a good tournament and we reached the finals and uh, played in India and the Eden Gardens. Of course, we had a f- great second win internationally against India in Gwalior.
0: Right, right. Where the temperature yeah. at
1: one stage was 54 degrees. Yeah, so that was another experience. I mean, all the international grounds uh, all over the world have been f- fantastic to play under, but I would give Eden Gardens very special. It was something. Uh, it has a very historic record uh, as far right. as the ground is concerned. So the experience right. of playing in Calcutta in Eden Gardens, where even in that period, I mean, there, there was a. I think the crowd was about seventy to seventy-five thousand people. I'm amazed right. with the following such heat. I don't think I would go and watch. it was amazing uh, following and an amazing love for the sport in the country.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, sir. So, so like moving on to the uh, next World Cup, which you were leading the side in '99 World Cup. How was that feeling? So, leading your country at the highest level.
1: So, uh, for the '99 uh, World Cup. Kenya to once again play a qualifying tournament which was played okay. in 1997 in Malaysia. It was again another right. associate trophy tournament. Again, I think we had about 20 teams that participated and uh, Bangladesh and right. Kenya reached the finals. And we lost in a very exciting final okay. on the last delivery. Interesting. Uh, and, uh, but that, um, uh, reaching the finals made us qualify uh, for the World Cup and Scotland also qualified for right. the 1999 World Cup. And since then, that that tournament not only qualified us for the World Cup, it also gave us a qualification for the 1998 okay. Commonwealth Games because I think it was after very long that Commonwealth Games right. was going to have a cricket right. tournament. So we qualified for that and, and since that tournament, uh, ICC uh, uh, also looked at uh, one day international cricket quite differently. And they wanted to encourage the younger teams who had the potential to play at the high level to get even more opportunities. So they created what they call a one-day international team. And Kenya and Bangladesh in 1997 were recorded that status. Uh, And and then I was the captain uh, as soon as we got that status. And of course leading into the World Cup uh, to play in England was again another great opportunity. Um, it's it's also very exciting uh, to play cricket in England but the yeah. conditions in England are quite quite different from the subcontinent right. or any other part of the world so we went uh, into this tournament uh, uh, with right. reasonable preparation and uh, the tournament was held I think it was early uh, spring yeah. in England uh, and when we got to Manchester which was our, our home okay. preparation area right. uh, for the team, it was extremely cold, you know, and most of yeah. our players, uh, let alone playing cricket in England, had never even visited England or
0: okay. experienced
1: cold weather. Uh, uh, it's uh, one absolutely. Thing to hear about cold weather, it's another absolutely. thing to experience cold. And
0: then playing cricket, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, and so to play, <laughs> my God, it was uh, it was a quite uh, a challenge and yeah. in hindsight, I think we should have had a, a tour a year before. Uh, so that we would have experienced right. the English conditions, but more importantly, I think the World Cup was uh, was focused in the wrong time. Okay. You know, the, I mean, it would only have been good that it should have been played right. in the late summer of England. But I think they were looking at their own advantage, uh, knowing that they are right. used to those conditions, and the other teams would struggle. And I don't think it was only yeah. Kenya that struggled. I think most of the countries did struggle, uh, especially those who did not have right. enough experience or the exposure to play in those conditions but having said that we were at the world stage we in the back of our mind like we had the horrible hot weather in india for the coca-cola trophy we were focused on playing cricket we wanted uh, to feel that we were there to remain and that we wanted to be competitive and for the world to accept that kenya has good potential and that we will do well in international cricket uh, in that tournament, we yeah. did not win any matches. We were very, very yeah. competitive overall. And, and there was no team that uh, took Kenya right. for granted. Uh, because they had already seen what we did right. in the previous World Cup. They had already followed us in uh, the others uh, smaller right. tournaments that we were playing. And that we had some remarkable right. cricketers in the team uh, that would uh, do Absolutely. anything proud. And so, uh, we, we did... Uh, reasonably well in the tournament and we came back with our right. heads high uh, and uh, I, by then I had personally played uh, right. 20 years for the country from right. 1980 Nine, yeah. uh, to 1999 so there's almost two decades and there was really no money then that, that I earned right. out of it because we were as part-time cricketers we had to work during the day and practice. Go for, yeah. for practice Uh, And uh, twenty years was a long time. I'd also decided before the World Cup that this would kind of be and subject to how it goes. So I did retire after the World Cup uh, and and went on with my other businesses and uh, a young family i I also had to uh, look after. Right. So,
0: uh, like you said, you retired after the 99 World Cup. Could you tell us how, how did you make a comeback in 2000, then de- defeating Zimbabwe in the Super 6 stage and there's still our performance against Australia? Could you t- talk us about that?
1: Yeah. Uh, as I said, after the 99 World Cup, um, many reasons uh, uh, that I decided to give up, but also uh, another reason that, that yeah, I want to share is that the board was also not very supportive okay. uh, on me because you know, most boards think that unless yeah. you win uh,
0: right. then you've done well.
1: If you don't win, right, you haven't done well. But it was surprising because the conditions were so tough and we were not playing
0: against the countries. Right.
1: countries We were playing
0: against
1: Absolutely. the Giants yeah. in English conditions and we were a young team you know. and, and I, I actually also believe that really on again on hindsight that i should have stayed longer because the team needed a mature leader because we had a a, a team that had a mixture of people uh in in the team i think is one of the unique uh, sides in world cricket because we had as i said indians we had africans we had people who were educated were uneducated the cultures of everybody was different and so to put all that together and get the best. Yeah, M- teams,
0: must be a tough job. You yeah. know, it needed yeah. a
1: lot of background Yeah, it needed a lot of background work where you know you had to spend time with each player and you know get there. because remember you had to also Absolutely. take care of the egos yeah. <laughs> that were uh, right. that were around, you know, and to handle each other uh, individually because each one's needs yeah. understanding. Or the strength or the weaknesses were different and then at the end I also
0: performed
1: as, as the leader so you know and there was nobody counseling me it was me where to to counsel right. the, the youngsters there but I did it with a lot of pride and I did it with a lot of my heart and soul because it's something I was very passionate right. and I believed in my team I believed in what in Cricket had done because I've already been in the system right. for almost 20 years having I mean, started completely at the at the bottom to, to right. reach the world level but anyway, you cannot please everybody and, this, and, uh, and it's not the first board that behaves like that. I mean, most boards do behave when they either don't like the person or they find an opportunity uh, right. to, to get him out. Then th- those things, that's part right. and parcel of life. Anyway, I went on with my stuff, but I knew in the back of my mind that this team will struggle down the road because of right. ego problems, because of leadership and and uh, power struggle that was there, and, and it uh, it did come out, you know, within those two three years that was right. going on. But the pinnacle of the problem was the tour to Zimbabwe two thousand two, right. prior to the World Cup two thousand and two, right. where there were allegations on match fixing. There was allegations on uh, uh, discontent right. within the team, within the leadership, within the management. So there were external problems. There was internal problems. And the board realized that we are going into a world cup. They have uh, uh, lobbied right. quite a bit, they've invested a lot of time in all that to bring Kenya to where it was. So there was no way we could afford to falter at this stage because it was at a very critical stage where Kenya was also yeah. lobbying uh, to become right. a test, right. you know, uh, right. along with Bangladesh. Yeah. That's another subject on, its, on which I'll sure. talk about it later, sure. on the test status. So, the I got a call from the chairman of the selector one evening, in, I think yeah. it was December, and he says, uh, I had really had not much communication with
0: him since okay. my
1: time. So, he, he says, I need to speak to you urgently. I said, yeah, go ahead. Uh, he says, no, 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 I need us to meet. So, you know, my major direction was, well, somebody's in trouble or some you know he needs right, help right. something has gone wrong so he i said no just give me a brief he says no 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 you, please we need, i said okay let's meet tomorrow yeah so we met uh the, that evening after my engagement and so uh, he went straight to the point he says look i said i need your help i said yeah go ahead what is it he says uh, the cricket is in, in, in dire stress the team uh, has several problems. Right. Uh, management has problems, so I need you to come in. I said sure. To do what? Okay. Uh, to manage the team. He says no, no, no. I want you to be in the team as a player. Okay. So I looked at him <laughs> for a minute and I said, I'll be joking because I mean I have not played for four years. We are going to a World Cup. It's not another social. Right. Team. Uh, and I said, look, I have not played. He says, no, it doesn't matter. We just want your presence in right. the team. So I had to think for a few minutes that, am I really hearing things here? So I accepted the invitation, but I had to mentally, physically and emotionally work on myself uh, to make sure that when I go into this team, I'm not merely as as a number. I will be there to assist the team uh, off the field, uh, technically or wherever I'm required to to do and where I'm required to play because this is a world stage, people had remembered me well, so I cannot let myself down than anybody else. So, for the next uh, six weeks before we travelled, I was vigorously training, um, physically, emotionally and mentally, and then got prepared uh, uh, for uh, what became a historic tournament for Kenya Cricket. Yes, so uh, of course I told him, I needed to consult my family and a few friends and and within myself I need to you know digest what he has requested. So we agreed to meet the following day and uh, then of course uh, Sandeep Patil as the coach was there, the management was there, the the selectors were there, the board officials were there. So you know I all of a sudden became a center of attraction again. And and, uh, of course, I did think of it, there were mixed reactions from my family and my friends because they were remembering what had happened four years earlier uh, and was it something, a ploy that they just wanted to mention because it would also rattle some of the the players in the team with my presence. Right. So they they assured me that no, they were very sincere on this matter and that they felt that we, I was required to help them. So, uh, I mean, a long story short, then uh, I decided that I will take this challenge on, uh, accept this invitation, uh, because A, of course, it was for the country. uh, B, it was another World Cup. I mean, it's it's a huge thing. So, and if the same board has come again, you know, I need to step up myself. I cannot be on their level of thinking, you know, because the sport is bigger than the individual and so we we go into the super 6 we want to yeah. india zimbabwe
0: right australia, uh,
1: australia we we had already carried
0: from it the group stages
1: through. so yeah we went, absolutely so we just needed right. one win uh, to uh, ensure a f- uh, position right. in the semi finals so we lost a very close contest against india yeah. in cape town it was a very competitive match and then we went to play Zimbabwe and for the first time in 23 years since we played yeah. first and I was on the tour. In
0: right, you got Duncan Fletcher, Fletcher out of your first ball. In, 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 right.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. And so so to beat them at a World Cup and to get to the semi-finals for me was very special uh, because they were a strong uh, right. cricketing nation. And they had really uh, beaten us badly in 1980 and so we had no standards against them because their cricket was as good uh, right. as South Africa's. Yeah. So beating them and then going uh, to play uh, Australia
0: right. and yeah
1: in Durban was of course it, the result uh, would not have mattered because both the teams had already qualified right. for the semi-finals. But it's a World Cup so everybody wants to do well in every match. Uh, you're at the world stage and you, you want to do well. Uh, And for us to play against Australia uh, was, of course, also a novelty because it's not very often that you get an opportunity to play the world
0: championship.
1: And so, uh, surprisingly though, a couple of our players uh, kind of chickened out to play the game. A, because we are already qualified for the semis. And B, I, I, I could sense that they were afraid. Australia, Spain, okay. Uh, Australia, <laughs> because of injury or something, because the focus was going to semi Right. Semifinals. Yeah. But it, but at the same time, we had players who were hungry to play. Right. Uh, and so uh, so of course uh, we got about one seventy-five yeah. uh, in the fifty overs. You know, we batted through fifty overs, so and that always was our. Discipline in the team that is respective of a situation fifty overs is must to bat, and so we go into the field and they came out guns blazing. I think there were hundred and ten within. I think almost in
0: fifteen overs for two wickets,
1: Uh, and I think I came after the water break from the sixteenth over.
0: And right, then getting Ponting, you set Ponting up for the wicket, uh, like. Getting him plumb LBW. How was that? Tell us about that.
1: Oh, well, you know, I mean, that that was something very, very special to right. date. Uh, because when I started bowling, you know, as they were already 110 for two, the body language, the crowd—it was more like a formality right. to finish the match. But when I bowled the second ball, I saw turn on that wicket. I got an edge. I think it was cropped okay. slips. And uh, so I immediately felt that there is something right. good on this wicket. And I'm not just going to go through motions yeah. anymore. I'm going to give it my best shot here. Irrespective of what hey. the situation is. Uh, and then, so I put on pressure. I you know, was very focused uh, on, on every delivery hey. that I bowled. Uh, and then, as we say, rest was history. I mean, there's something that happened against the world champions. Uh, that people talk about it in almost Absolutely. all my interviews. Yeah. Um, and people reminisce that... Uh, that spell is regarded as one of the best uh, uh, spells uh, in the World Cup, and so the, the 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 best part was that this was against the World Champions. This was regarded as one of the best one-day side Australia ever had. Right. Uh, and then to lose a match and still get married right. competing with with the Lee, Lee's hat trick and uh, Adam Gilchrist yeah. uh, runs. So it's it's. Cannot be a better icing to a career. Absolutely, in sir.
0: I just wanted to share this with you, like another uh, sports journalist. So I just put out your figures without your name, and then he just recognized. And we were talking about it, the same spell. So yeah, absolutely, it still gives us goosebumps. My brother and I, like when we were kids, we used to imitate your bowling action as well. So yeah, you have been a legend for us. Wow.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That's very, very kind of you. Uh, Then how how was the feeling playing the semi-finals of a World Cup? That was quite massive and even for me, I I was a big fan of Kenyan cricket after that feat. So, uh, tell us about that, the semi-finals, playing a semi-finals of the World Cup.
1: Yeah, uh, as I said, after uh, the Australian match, I mean, you know, I became what we call an instant uh, celebrity or instant hero worldwide in the cricketing world. And so, uh, I mean, I was doing interviews after interviews because it became an international news and the biggest thing happened is that the next match was against India right. in the semifinals. Uh, and and rightfully, uh, I mean, the Indian journalism, the, the interviews and the television right. that followed me was something I, I enjoyed every moment of it. Even when I'm yeah. minister right now, it was a wonderful feeling That's something that one can... Only experience it. You cannot even describe it. So it was wonderful. I must have done close to wow. 40, 50 interviews <laughs> okay. in that week. Because we played them on on Saturday and the following Thursday right. was the semi-finals. Uh, I mean, what happened is that you know all of a sudden Kenyan cricket became the talk at, yes. at all international levels. Uh, I became also the subject for right. uh, all the cricket lovers. Uh, And some of the players who are not comfortable in the team totally become ill at that stage because the the national team itself became a major issue. And so people are now talking about the future of Kenyan cricket and what potential it has uh, to develop. Uh, And so to play the semi-finals against India also in a World Cup semi-finals was also another great experience because you're right. now playing the, the legends of the game. Right. Uh, you had huge yeah. names with uh, Tendu Ganguly Tendu. leading the team. Uh, right. Then Sachin was there, the was there, Dravid was there, uh, Kumle right. was there, Zaheer Khan was there. So, I mean, that that some of those names were institutional right. names in, in uh, world cricket. So, we were on a fairy tale, and though nobody spoke about it, we felt that we had reached the peak. And right. even though we're going to play the semifinals, that should be our last game in that World Cup. It, it was uh, good for India to proceed to play uh, right. Australia in the in the finals. So of course the, the the excitement was huge. You know you're on the same ground with these with these uh, big names, and of course we, we we played tough, but we were outplayed in that semifinals, uh, and I think we lost right. by about 90 95 runs. In that, but so India dominated the semi finals. Uh, and uh, as far as Kenyan cricket was concerned, uh, we had made a huge mark in international cricket, and all believed uh, not only the Kenyan uh, cricket lovers, but the entire cricketing uh, globe believed that Kenya was the next right. power
0: in world. Yes, cricket. You know, uh, so yeah, power. I wanted to talk about that as well. Like, Kenya was. Uh was a team which everybody took seriously uh, from the 1995 till 2003. Uh, But after that, we didn't hear a lot about it. So could you share some light on that? uh, What happened and where did it go wrong? Okay,
1: this is also a very common question, like I get the Kenya-Australia match, this is another very common question right. that I get in every interview and the moment I hear it, I get a lot of pain on this matter because we lost a great opportunity for the future generation right. to play at the highest level. Uh, and like anything else, when uh, when uh, glamour comes, uh, a lot of wrong people also won't to take part of that credit, right? Or want to come into the system, and uh, and I always say that uh, there were a few fundamentals that were not in place uh, right. as far as our cricket was concerned. The first and foremost was our development structure was okay. very weak or very poor, because you must remember that the cricketers that play at that given period, their time will Absolutely. come when they will need to exit. Uh, you know, a professional a professional cricketer's time is limited, right. especially yeah. at the highest level. You you can play for maximum right. 15 years. A very exceptional right. cricket right. 20 years, like Sachin. But most will feature between 10 to right. to a maximum of right. 15 years consistently. But then you need you need yeah. what we call a feeding system. You know, where you need a good uh a junior development program you know for the Absolutely. under 11s to under 19. so each category of the groups uh, supports the next level and that then becomes a feeding system to the a team and right. eventually to the national team so we we didn't have that uh, okay. well organized uh, despite icc yeah. supporting us very heavily financially that money in my view and to put it bluntly, was uh, squandered right. very poorly uh, and, and so that that was one of the major factors of why uh, we are where we are. Secondly, in the late 80s and early 90s, we had a lot of Indian top cricketers
0: League, who used right. to come and
1: play in our domestic leagues and we, we had players like Sanjay Manjarekar, right. we had players like Praveen Amre, right. uh, Chandrakhan Pandit, right. Balwinder Singh Sandhu, Sandeep Patil, and quite a few other good
0: uh, Exposure does and a lot of so good to the uh, domestic uh, cricket. Brought, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because now these are the guys right. you want to compete with. you know. Plus, they shared a lot of right. their knowledge to us. So, combination of right. all that helped our cricket. But as we progressed uh, yeah. at the international level, our domestic cricket, funny enough, became right. weaker. I don't know to date why it became weaker, but it, it became weaker. Players were not coming through, uh, either the funding was not correct or, or the priorities had changed. So our domestic cricket became weaker because the domestic cricket must be strong to attract the youngsters, to attract the crowd. That in itself will attract the business community and that right. will bring, bring in money. You know, because the the, the stage was set for Kenyan cricket to go Absolutely. on a very high pedestal and thirdly where I think the biggest uh, fallout was the past cricketers who yeah. played at international level were not brought back into the system okay. right. to give their experience those are some of the, the problems that we've had over the years right. and as I said we have currently a very incompetent administration who are also occupying the office illegally right now and the structures and the systems are so poor that it's sad that we are depriving the youngsters as I said earlier they have only a number of years where they can play at the highest level and they're missing out on this uh, opportunity and those are some of the issues of uh, why we are where we are from being a potentially a test playing nation to now Division Three and going yeah, further so, down, and it's a very
0: pitiful and a very sad. Absolutely, situation. it is. It is uh, to see a side like Kenya, who has uh, which has played the semi-finals, uh, be at this stage. It's it's really sad for any cricket fan or any cricket follower because it doesn't do good to the game. Can Kenyan cricket do something different differently to revive the game? Sure uh so the, your question was
1: how can kenyan
0: cricket right, come yeah. back
1: right yeah first i think foremost is that uh, the entire cricketing yeah. body here must accept that we are on ground zero for kenyan cricket to uh, to revive again first and foremost i think the cricketing uh, lovers of this country right. must accept that we are on ground zero and more importantly, the current illegal administration must step aside
0: right. because
1: they've been in it for too long and the results are going south. In Not only in terms of the national team's performance, in terms of every structure in, uh, in, in the country as far as cricket is concerned. There is no credibility that they have right now, uh, even from the clubs, and so they are holding to a loose wire And I think the earlier the step aside, the better it is. We then need to create a fresh group of people to come in with fresh ideas and create a good structure and system so that we can develop the sport again in this country. Do we have the capability? 100% we do. Do we have the talent? 100% we do but we need the current system to step aside and just let let it go the benefit i would want to give them is that they have tried unfortunately they have not succeeded but they need to now call it a day and especially if they're sincere to the love right.
0: Right. absolutely. Yeah, i we just, we all hope that uh, the kenyan cricket is back and playing at the top level again uh let's talk a little bit about your son Irfan, he has done uh, really well and became the youngest uh, Kenyan to score an international century. So, how did you motivate him, or what kind of tips do you give him to stay put at the uh, top-flight cricket? Well, you know, we
1: have a, a generation of uh, sportsmen. My father also was a was a very renowned right. cricketer and a right. tennis champion in his days. Uh, then I followed through and then of course when uh, Irfan was young, he okay. watched me on television. Uh, I think he was about six or seven when uh, he played yeah. in the World Cup in England. So obviously for any son that becomes a wow factor to see his own father on television uh, playing. And, and so he also uh, automatically got interested in playing cricket. and. I used to play with him and then he played some uh, good cricket in the school cricket that was here in the British uh, uh, curriculum group. And so he developed his interest from there on uh, to play and and of course uh, as when he was younger I would uh, mention a few things to him but with time uh, as he grew older uh, and he got the opportunity to play university cricket in UK. You know, he played, uh, he was uh, okay. studying in Loughborough University, which is one of the top six uh, MCC right. academies that they have in England. And the England national team also trains at Loughborough. I mean, the fa- facilities are fantastic. It's, everything is there. Uh, and so that exposure that he got, and then he played uh, uh, county yeah. level, second counties in England, played in the Premier League also in England and then when yeah. he was studying in loveborough they have the annual uh, university tournaments where the winning team would represent england in the university world cup that was played okay. in geradun in 2015 but, and uh, and so he, he represented england and they did extremely well okay. reaching the finals uh, They the to okay. uh, south africa but he was declared the best oh, batsman of uh, the tournament so so he's had wonderful experience and as you rightly said he's, he's done well to get the, to be the youngest uh, kenyan right. to get an odi 100 uh, and so he's played at good level he he is also uh, doing some okay. coaching to youngsters so his career is fully right. as professional cricketer so while he's doing that it's very sad that the cricket here yes. has gone so low so that his uh, opportunities or exposure has become quite limited even the level of cricket that, yeah. that kenya is playing right now is substandard i mean it's it's not that the, the higher level if he wants to play yeah. at a higher level he needs to play a much much better competition so is using his own network or that right. he has established over the years yeah and hopefully uh, he can uh, use his talent uh, and uh,
0: maximize the passion he has Absolutely. For the sport. we all hope uh, he gets to do that Uh, I'm sure he will be. Uh, So moving on to the next question, sir. A documentary on your family has been made and you said you would want a movie to be made uh, on on the impact of uh, what your family has done for sports in Kenya. So which Bollywood actor would you want to play your character?
1: (laughs) You're putting me on the spot right now. I think that that will be best uh, placed by the casting directors or the director for that. But but if I had to put in a couple of names, uh, I think one would be uh, Aditya Roy Kapoor. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Aditya Roy
0: Kapoor. (laughs) Uh, Right, Siddharth Malhotra has played rugby before, so he's a bit of an athlete.
1: Okay, I was not aware of that. Yeah, so but of course. Uh, the people there um, would be better placed uh, to know how this right, would fit
0: right. so well. so for those of the listeners who don't know uh, asif sir has also uh, led kenya in tennis so how did you uh, manage between the two sports you were uh, leading both the sides i read in one of the cricket monthly by crick info uh, that you had to play the singles finals of Kenyan Open and then doubles finals and also a cricket match. So,
1: Well, that was, uh, in fact, it's been covered well in the, yeah. the documentary. Uh, that entire episode is talked about. I mean, it was, uh, on hindsight, it was uh, impossible. I mean, you know, but at that moment, I said, let me try and juggle and see what can be done. Um, and so the, the, the cricket was starting at 10 o'clock. Uh, The singles for the ladies' finals was at about 9 o'clock. So I would think that they would finish by 11. And then would be the men's singles finals. So I said, we'll go to the ground. Hopefully win the toss, we bet, irrespective of the condition. Then i hop around and go and play my tennis. Come back and and, uh, the team would be in an okay position. And then I'd bet for whatever position I get to. And then go into the field, do the best we can. And then... I had for the doubles finals, was, which was at about 4 4.30 in the right. evening, but the whole thing was in a mess, you know, nothing worked out well. Uh, of course, I won the toss, so that was good. So it was uh, uh, not uh, emotionally practical because so many things were right. on my head that it was not feasible to, to make all those uh, things at the best level. But you know, at that hindsight, I didn't have a choice because I was captaining the Uh-oh. We would gotten yeah. into the semi-finals and here you are going now playing the Kenya Open final, so you know, for the team that was uh, important for me as an individual, the tennis was also important, so uh, unfortunately it didn't go well for me, but that was uh, an experience um, that many times That's I okay. don't like to talk about it or would like to put it on the back burner, but it is something right. that
0: happened now i would just like to end my uh, podcast uh what tips would you like to give to budding cricketers and athletes in general because you have played so much and uh, with all the experience any specific tips would you like to give
1: yeah i think right now uh, the sports is uh, in the last say 15 yeah. 20 years has gone to a new level where uh, sports is now uh with huge money whether you play cricket or football or any right. sport right now is great opportunities not only uh, as a player but also the support things that come yeah. with the sport so it's a it should be treated as a profession right it's not a hobby right. any longer if you want to play at the highest level uh, and so i would advocate that sports uh, should be looked at it as a great opportunity for uh, business, for employment, because sports is now no longer only as for a sports person to play. But there are a lot of supporting uh, professions that come along with it. For example, being an agent or being a nutritionist or being a sports psychologist, uh, sports therapist. So there's so many, of course, in IPL, you've got Chile. So, there are so many other opportunities that that are there for sports. And so, it should be taken up seriously like any other profession. For example, accounting, pharmacist, doctor.
0: Uh, So, that's it from us today. Uh, Thank you so much for your time, sir. I hope to have you back on the show soon or alive soon. Uh, Thank you so much for the insights. And yeah, cheers. Have a nice day. Uh, Take care.
1: Yeah. Okay, thank you also. Congratulations on this yeah. initiative that you are taking for the podcast. And um, I wish you well in whatever endeavors you are doing. And uh, anytime sure, before, sir. you sir like thank me. you so much. All thank the you. best. Bye. Thank you. Bye.